Welcome to Unboxing the Tarot, a podcast about spirituality beyond the box. Hey guys, welcome back to Unboxing the Tarot. My name's Mel. I don't feel like I... (laughs) I'm like, do you guys want to know about me? I feel like I've always... Yeah, I guess, well, some of you guys might be joining now, but my name's Mel, my pronouns are she and they, I'm really into nature and nature spirituality, and yeah, that's my vibe. (laughs) And I'm Alyssa, my pronouns are she and her, Um, I am a tarot reader, intuitive, writer, poet. Cool, yours are cooler. Thumbs up up emoji. (laughs) Yeah, you made like a cooler list than I did. I'm into other things too, but I guess you guys will will find out about that. um so yeah today we're gonna be talking a little bit about kind of like where we are in the cycles and the seasons that's something I'm definitely really passionate about I literally if you head to my Instagram shameless plug but it literally says like working with the cycles and the seasons because I really believe in like uh you know external seasons like right now for example it's spring but internally you know you might be feeling like you're in a winter or summer I don't really know but like very much leaning into that kind of working with the energy outside of yourself and within yourself to kind of set intentions and kind of get a feel for what to expect. And yeah, so your Alyssa is going to dive a bit into the like tarot and kind of in relation to where we are with the seasons right now. And I'm going to talk a little bit about the willow and the willow tree cycle for Celtic astrology. So if you're into the moon and nature and tarot or like a little bit of woo-woo, this episode's definitely for you. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, we're going to talk about some other stuff as well. Uh, just, yeah. Do you, do you want to start with? Yeah, I'm excited to see what you wanted to talk about. <laughs> like we were always like trying to check in and they're like, oh, we'll just talk about it on the pod. Like yeah. we'll just get yeah. it out of the pod. So yeah. Yeah. Tell me what's up. What's up? <laughs> Yeah, we started talking about this a bit and then I was like, okay, this is going to get juicy and I want to dive into it more. But basically, um, as your girl pees before the podcast, because that's where I do my deepest thinking and I was like, I need to make sure I go to the bathroom before the podcast so I don't have to interrupt this. I was thinking to myself on the toilet, I was like, hmm, like, I was, <laughs> these are my toilet thoughts, I so guess. It's like but... shower thoughts, but like toilet <laughs> thoughts. Yeah, yeah. I have a small bladder. I pee a lot. So I'm always thinking on the toilet, I guess, but yeah sorry if you guys didn't need to know that but now you do and yeah I was basically just thinking about like today I usually volunteer every Sunday at a animal sanctuary and today's Sunday that's when we're recording right now and I was just thinking about like how since I've started volunteering there and how grateful I am to kind of like really be in a community space like I feel like everyone kind of talks about communities online or like forming spiritual communities or da 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 but I definitely and I value those communities I mean like that's how Alyssa and I connected that's how I've connected with a lot of people and I love them so much there is a beautiful space and like honestly one of the good things about the internet is that but I also was thinking about how like especially with this generation or just kind of like this day and age like communities physically have been kind of disconnected a lot of the times like I was just thinking about the animal sanctuary and how I'm grateful to have a physical space to step into once a week that I'm not doing for profit. It's like literally because I'm passionate about it and I care and that I'm around other people who have these similar drives and we, I connect with them no matter like, you know, age, race, et cetera. Like I'm, you know, one of the youngest there and just doing like farm work and connecting and learning about animals. And then on the other side of things, like 
I moved into a neighborhood, like in a house about a year ago. And especially with one of my neighbors, they're probably, I hope they don't never listen to this because if I miss their age, I will be probably (laughs) shunned. But I'm going to assume that they're like 65-ish, 70. And um, they're just super nice. They're very like old school. I could really see how that generation relies on community and helping their neighbors. They've literally helped us with so many things. So I was just thinking about like how I'm starting to feel the like physical community side beyond like, you know, you know, obviously you grow up in like a town where you go to a high school and there's that, but I feel like that's not like a community in a sense. Like that's just kind of like your life's path. Like this, these are things that I've like stepped into as an adult and kind of consciously chosen. And yeah, I just was looking to talk a bit about that, like about the difference in generations, like how to build that physical community, especially in this day and age feels next to impossible a lot of times. So yeah, I was gonna. I, we started talking a bit about it, and you were gonna say something about how, like, I don't know what you were gonna say, but you were gonna say something <laughs> I think about about your parents' generation and or something like that. So I'm curious to hear what you think. Yeah, I'm loving this like dialogue, and I love that it stemmed from a toilet moment, and <laughs> it's like <laughs> the evolution of the toilet yeah. moment. Um, yeah, I think when I was I was gonna respond about that, oh. and I totally understand I get where you're coming from with like the the gap in like generation and I was thinking like when I was a kid I feel like my mom knew all the neighbors like I feel like she knew who lived like three houses down and like their kids names and like Mm -hmm. you know what I mean I feel like there was way more of an effort for people in communities to like know their neighbors and Mm -hmm. I was reflecting and like I I literally don't know my neighbors like well I kind of do like my immediate neighbors like I know they're a little bit like "Mm -hmm." um (laughs) but I don't know the people that live like across from me or like Mm -hmm. diagonally like I literally see their faces maybe like once a month or something I'm like oh like you know like maybe a (laughs) wave or something but like I don't Mm -hmm. yeah it's weird yeah I do think and correct me if I'm wrong and also if you don't want me to include this in the episode that's totally fine but I feel like I've started to kind of feel that way within where I'm living. I think because I've really sunk into this, like starting to feel into this being my home. And I feel like, mm-hmm. like also our generation, a lot of us can't really afford to like be in a house, like realistically. So yeah. I kind of feel like that it's not weird, like to like connect with my neighbors in that sense. But you know, if you like, feel like own it, right. Cause you're mm-hmm. like, I own this property. I own this house. And mm-hmm. like, these are my people where yeah. you're just renting. It's kind of like, who the fuck's that person? Like across the street? Like, mm-hmm. why are they looking at us through the blinds? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I totally agree with that. Like friends of mine just bought a house, like in the community and they're like across a field away from me and they're like meeting their neighbors and their neighbors are like bringing over, food and stuff like that but I think it is because they bought and it is kind Mm -hmm. of like there's that you want to put a little bit more effort into it like if you Mm -hmm. feel like you like own the house yeah I also think a lot of it I think it doesn't I feel like you're kind of right and I the only thing I kind of think that that stems from is the energy of like being like this is my home and I'm gonna be here for a long time and I feel like even if you someone's renting and like no matter where they are if they're like I'm gonna be here for a while 
then they kind of feel that call to connect with other people. And I also think sometimes like, for example, within apartment buildings, the reason why even if one person's sunken in that place and they're like, this is my home, sometimes it can be hard for them to connect with others because I think they're like, I don't know how long this person's going to be here for. Mm. But when you're in a house, you're kind of like these people around me, if they're not renting, like they're going to be here for a while. So we're both like mutually like we're going to see each other a lot. So um, I was also going to kind of like to give, I guess, some examples of this for reference you were saying like your mom like knew everyone around the block and that was like the same with my parents and they would literally be like oh there's if there's any kids even closer remotely in within that age they would introduce me and stuff like that so for reference like I'm just about to turn 26 Taurus baby and um so when I say that my parents generation like you know kind of brought me up that way and now I feel like it's kind of lost. And you're, I guess, like for reference, how old are you for the viewers? <laughs> 34. <laughs> yeah. And you're saying your parents did yeah. that too. So it's like, I yeah. do think that like, if I was going to be like, well, what changed? Like, why is it now with this generation? I feel like that's not as much a thing. Um, that's it's like digital space. And that's exactly what I was going to say. It's yeah. Very, I was thinking about the other day how I used to literally memorize my friend's like phone numbers like their home phone numbers I'd bug the shit out of their parents and be like hi is Katie home and like I literally would have to go to my home phone and dial it and like call yeah literally call someone's house and I have those numbers memorized my still remember them like you Mm -hmm. still remember them yeah Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. and I just feel like yeah that I feel like because we became more dependent on the internet we were like oh I don't need to physically be here with this person like I have people I literally, for example, like you, who have never yeah. met in real life. <laughs> or like never met yet. <laughs> but I, yeah. we literally, I feel so close to you, like a best yeah. friend. And it's like insane. Yeah. Like it, it can be a blessing and a curse because we've become so dependent on these internet communities mm-hmm. that sometimes I think we're almost like we don't, we have so much control over that when we can go online and off- offline. It's very easy. But to like commit to like calling someone on the phone or hanging out think- in person kids these days like my niece is is turning 10 this year Mm -hmm. and like I feel like that generation like they they would rather text than talk to a a friend in person or like Mm -hmm. hang out on online gaming rather than like go play outside and -hmm. I feel like they're missing that but we kind of got we kind of understand the importance of that like because we got it when we were kids but they Mm -hmm. they won't remember what we do <laughs> you know what I mean yeah like, they yeah. don't remember like being so close in community in that way like they'll just remember like their usernames and That's very you true. know oh my god I, literally for me growing up it was like I would go um to my neighbor across the street's house because it was like my dad would walk around the block or do something and he'd talk to someone and then be like I have a kid and then we'd introduce and I had one of my best friends growing up was a guy down the street and definitely my first crush for sure obviously mm-hmm. Taylor Swift moment <laughs> um and but basically like we really connected and our hangouts weren't like you know being online or taking tiktoks or what or something external it was like we would hang out and we would like watch horror movies or play with nerf guns or go tobogganing or play mini mini clips.com like literally play like Mm -hmm. little things on our because it was like a hefty computer a home computer like we we would actually like (laughs) hang out and i really like looking back i feel like sometimes i'm like i feel so skewed in this like because it's been so long since we you know have had that like distance from the internet and the phone where it wasn't as accessible and looking back I'm like wow I'm so grateful I had that experience but 
I definitely feel like it is affecting communities. And yeah, for me to feel like that's a distant memory, like I kind of feel like I miss that. And like, even parents, like parents would talk to each other. Everyone would introduce each other around the block. It wasn't a weird thing. And I think people are like, this is creepy now. Like, you know what I mean? Everyone's like, yeah, yeah. It's like, we don't want them to think we're weird. (laughs) But I I also think like, like us even talking about this, I think part partially could be stemmed from just like isolation over the last two Mm -hmm. years and not really being able to have that community Mm -hmm. like in person. And then I think, there's something in our monkey brains that maybe is realizing now that like how important it is Mm -hmm. and how necessary it is. And I think right now, many of us in some way or another are craving that in person. Like we want to go to a a concert. Like you want to go to a family dinner, like, yeah, you know, just the simple connections that we would just take advantage of like two years ago, you know, a hundred percent. My ADHD brain is like branching off of what you just said <laughs> in a thousand different directions. But... I could just picture the the like <laughs> branches and leaves and yeah. <laughs> I have like ten things I want to say that, and I know I'm going to forget half of them, so I'm going to try and remember. But like, definitely resonates with me. I feel like, do you ever go through like? a hard period and you're coping with it and you're like, I'm fine. And then once you get out of it, you're like, holy shit, I was not good. Like that was not fun. I kind mm-hmm. of feel like a lot of people are, you even said something to me when we were talking about like post pandemic stuff, it's like post pandemic clarity. Like it's like, you kind of are like, oh, I've been putting up with this or I've been settling for this for a long time. And then you get a taste of what it could, that freedom could look like. And you're like, holy shit. Like, it's like when you're on the other side, that's when you're really able to like, let yourself process it a lot of times because you're just trying to cope. And, and, you know, I think that the, sorry, go ahead. (laughs) Oh, I just think I was going to say, like, I think that when we're, when we're in that, in the thick of the isolation, we, many of us, all of us were in survival mode, Mm -hmm. right? 100%. So we're like coming out of that, like fight, flight, freeze fawn mode Mm -hmm. and then we're like it's kind of like we come out of the tunnel on the other end and we're like whoa like what was that like yeah yeah and and for that reason i i definitely in the beginning of like the pandemic and stuff i used to be very and even general like sometimes i'm still that way i can be very judgmental where i'm like oh why is this person traveling during this or why is this person like not doing this or not getting the vaccine or whatever it is. And it's like, I think I've become a bit more open to the nuance of like people cope in different ways. Like this is literally people being like, this is my health. This is my safety, whether that's physical health or mental health. And even though I might not agree with it, I I feel like a lot of people's responses weren't from a place of like vindictively going out of their way to do something shit in my opinion. But Mm -hmm. it was like, they literally were like, I need this to cope. Like I, whether that's being whether that view is being in denial or them just being like flat out, I just don't want to engage with this. Like I honestly kind of get it in a sense. Like I don't agree mm-hmm. with it, but I can empathize and be like, I see that you're literally just trying to cope. Like you're literally just trying to live your life yeah. and you're going to do that whatever way you want. If you don't want to stay inside, if you don't want to, you know, get a vaccine or whatever, it's like, I like, like I said, even though I wouldn't necessarily do that, I kind of get that that's your way of coping because we're all human. We're all just trying to, figure shit out it is a bit nuanced you can yeah it's like when I flew home in 2020 in the summer um I like I did the quarantine thing I stayed in a freaking Airbnb for 14 days for New Brunswick's like policies and all that stuff and for me like I know some people were judging saying like oh why is she flying or going somewhere but like for me like I needed to be with family so it's mm-hmm. like I'll risk 
you know, mm-hmm. getting COVID on a plane. I'll spend a thousand dollars on an Airbnb for fourteen days. Like, I'll stay yeah. for two weeks. Like, I don't care. Like, I need to be home. Yeah. And I think it kind of is like people do what they need to do, and they do yeah. that. People will always do and make choices like in the best way that they feel like they know how. One hundred percent. Yeah. You know. I also yeah. I also will say that like in my opinion, like you going home to like stay with family is very different than like some person yeah. be like off to well, Bali, to well, going to a, <laughs> going to an underprivileged yeah. area with no health care yeah, to go yeah, fuck yeah. them up. Like have but fun. Still, people um, would be like, yeah. "Why is she flying? Like, yeah, hundred percent supposed to fly. Yeah. Like, you yeah, know. I wasn't and- very welcomed in New Brunswick. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. By the community. Um, <laughs> the branch of the community is not having it. But mm-hmm. going back to what I was also going to say, you're saying like people are starting to merge from these caves and be like, damn, I've really yeah. missed this. I, my, one of my other branches was like, yeah, I was, uh, I had my sister visiting from out of town a couple weekends ago. We, like, it was like one of those movie experiences. I saw this guy wearing a band t-shirt and it was a very niche band and it was their newest album. And I was like, I'm just going to go up to him and ask if this is his band. I was like, this would be a fucking far shot, but I'm just going to do it. And it turned out it was, uh, he was there with like some other people and they were super nice. And I was like, let's all hang out. And we all hung out the other day. Um, and went to a comedy show and I was like, holy shit. Just like my, I feel like it's like, there's this dauntingness of like emerging from our caves where at first I was like, I don't want to see anyone. My social battery is so low, et cetera, et cetera. But then I actually started like letting loose and like having a bit more fun. And like, I feel like I'm really, it's like the merging from a cave is a process. Like a lot of us are like not ready to fully engage in social stuff. And I'm totally on the same page, but slowly, but surely I'm emerging more and more and getting more social again. And I'm like, holy shit, this isn't, wasn't me necessarily. I was like, this is like, I'm starting to become more social again. Like it is a process of healing that emotional, like hermit mode and literally trauma. trauma. (laughs) Hermit slash trauma. Like let's be real about it. Mode slash trauma. (laughs) Yeah, whatever you want to call it, whatever you want to spiritually bypass is fine by me. Um, and yeah, like I just feel like that's the other thing that made me think about community too. I was like, damn, I just met a friend in real life, like. At randomly in a movie I call it a movie moment but it's literally just in real life I'm like it wasn't through like Bumble BFF and it wasn't like through the internet a movie like, I literally moment. Just, I literally I, that was what I said I was like it was a movie moment I saw them wearing the band t-shirt I'm like it was literally just a fucking straight up moment like oh, so yeah that. funny movie funny moment. that's the title of the <laughs> title of the, the pod yeah the episode I love that yeah sure. <laughs> yeah and it reminds me too like I had a few friends that had babies over the pandemic and like they didn't get that like support and like nurture nesting energy from the like you know the people in their lives and they didn't get the like beautiful like baby shower and like you know like you want to feel supported in community and i think that a lot of people have babies and they didn't get like they yeah. didn't get that like threshold mm-hmm. kind of mm-hmm. experience you know they didn't yeah. get the movie moment of like people welcoming their baby or meeting their mm-hmm. baby and stuff like yeah it's just like people it also I just want to say my ADH brain is going crazy but like it also speaks to the resiliency of humans like mm-hmm. that the people that I know that did have babies like made it mm-hmm. on the other side like they have toddlers now and shit and it's just like yeah. you did it alone and that sucks mm-hmm. but it's like we are resilient and we are strong and like in isolation we still can make it through it you know yeah 
That's amazing. And that's very yeah. beautiful. And I feel like it's beautiful, but in a like kind of also sad way, of course. It like, yeah. It's like, it's going to be very bittersweet is the thing I'm looking for. It's like amazing. You brought like a life into the world in those people's cases, but it's also like, you're going to mourn the fact you feel like you've missed out on something. And mm-hmm. in a weird way, I kind of relate to that with like the queer stuff. And I think I talked about this in the queer episode where I was like, like, you know, I, can mourn the time I didn't get to like be out and like do this thing that I think in the movies and all this shit or comparing my life like it looks like people get to do but um I can mourn that time but also celebrate the fact that I'm out now and I can I can't go back in time but like I can mm-hmm. enjoy it and you know we adjust we pivot literally like I feel like yeah, Ross Geller pivot. <laughs> pivot so like if you didn't get that baby shower like fuck the rules go have one have now a baby shower yeah. Yeah. I feel like a lot of us are like 2022, like really kind of energetically, I feel just intuitively like back to kind of where we were just before mm-hmm. the pandemic started. Like, mm-hmm. we kind of yeah, it's true. Yeah. And now we're like, okay, like Im- imagining that it was still 2020 and you're like, okay, where, where, where was I? <laughs> you yeah. know, where, where did yeah. I leave off? Like, I do feel like in a sense, like I grew. In a lot of ways, I also faced a lot of heartbreak and trauma and pain. So it's very much like fucking mixed bag, of course. And mm-hmm. um, but I do feel like in a weird way, yeah, I relate to that where I've been starting to, like I said, go out more, meet up with people and meet friends and not be like as nervous about it anymore. And I'm yeah. like, oh, this is like that feeling of like before in 2020, when I'd like meet a new friend, I was like that same fe- butterfly feelings come back. It's not like, oh, are they vax or are they this? Or, or like, can I even hang out with them? It's like I started to feel like a bit more freedom and yeah, it's very much like this is kind of feeling a bit like the light at the end of the tunnel. And if you don't feel that way, that is super fucking fair. This is like just what I feel. And, you know, that could change sometimes. Your girl, it's it's Fast a forward to September when we're all like isolated again. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a willow cycle. Uh, it's very emotional. So it's going to be very up and down. And we are going to talk about that too. But just kind of close off about this. Like um, I did actually have... I think it was a mailbox moment or something like that where someone asked me like, how do you find community? Like they were like, how do you find like spiritual communities, especially? I think we actually talked a bit about that. Yeah, in an I episode. remember that. How was it? <laughs> but like to kind of expand on that, I would definitely say like doing things kind of like a little bit outside your comfort zone or your box. Like, you know, when I saw that person wear the band teacher, I was like, I could just not say anything. And that would have literally been like a whole other life path that would have panned out. But literally now it's like, I have formed a new life path where I ended up like an alternate reality where now I've hung out and gone to a comedy show with them. And I'll probably continue being friends with them. Like, it's crazy. I think literally one little decision like that can change your life. And, you know, it's kind of like what you said with like meeting people at the bookstore. It's like, at first, I was kind of like, I feel like people won't do that nowadays. But it's it kind of does take that. And just act upon it. People are nice. If someone's going to fucking shut you down, they're an asshole and hardly ever will that happen. Like definitely strike up those conversations, definitely get involved or volunteer in your community, like pick something you're passionate about, like commit to it. And you'd be surprised. Like people love to be like, I have no time. And that's very fair. But at the same time, like I believe if it's worth it to you or if you, it's worth trying something new, you can, delegate time from something else into this you know what I mean or like try something yeah. new if it's jiving and I think like if you're looking for community in your neighborhood and stuff like bring mm-hmm. your neighbor's cookies or something like that <laughs> like you know what I mean like let yourself be the weird neighbor like if you yeah. want to get to know your neighbors 
I yeah, say that now, or- but like my neighbor just like moved out today and <laughs> we're moving out soon. So it's like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if yeah, if you like or like if you see like your neighbor's like dog or something, it's like one of the easiest ways to make conversation be like, you have a cute dog or what's his I'm name? not <laughs> literally me not being into babies, I'd be like, Oh my god, what a cute baby. I don't think so, but like mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll just say it is. Um anyway, so yeah, now going I guess we'll let's Ross Skeller and pivot, <laughs> I guess a little bit. <laughs> um so yeah, I'd be curious to learn a bit about your side of like the cycle we're in and any information you have about that yeah it's a lot um peace and god be with you if you're listening (laughs) to this episode next week um I don't even know where to start there's just so much going on cosmically energetically that's just like rocking our boats um Mm -hmm. many of us are feeling it um Many of us are experiencing really sudden changes. Unexpected things are happening. Like, um, just for example, like I was driving back from the train station this morning and my strut actually broke on my car. Oh, shit. (laughs) So it was just like, it was fine. Like we drove it there and it's been fine. And then I just like was a couple blocks away from my house and I hit a little pothole and then all of a sudden my car was like clunk, 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 clunk. and I was like oh my god and that's like kind of eclipsy mm-hmm. energy like it's just random things that just mm-hmm. like sprout up but yeah yeah so um the first eclipse was just um when was that the 30th of April and then we're moving into another eclipse May 16th or around there so we are in this eclipse window of like the next two and a bit weeks is going to be like really potent in that way so I think by the time this episode launches we're going to be like a week out from Mm -hmm. from that so um yeah just something to be mindful of and just kind of expect Mm -hmm. The unexpected. the unexpected what is that what is that from is that from big brother i don't i don't i, 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 I don't brother. i don't think you can credit big brother with that i think that's just like the nice like no. it's like probably like a roomy quote that the big brother has done <laughs> that's fucking funny i was gonna say like i it, that to me reminds me um i'm not gonna go into my thing in full depth yet but i do want to say yeah. like the willow cycle which is like the lunar cycle according to Celtic astrology that we're in right now mm-hmm. is very much like an emotional cycle. And the main potent message with it is like, just because things are like heightened emotions and like maybe can be sucky doesn't mean like, you know, you, you work with that and you go, you go with it. Like it doesn't mean yeah. like anything with eclipse energy. It's not like you have to be scared and be like, Oh my God, everything's going to get yeah. fucked up and then blame the eclipse. It's like, it's more about like, if something like that happens I feel like it's easy to be like, oh, I like, you know, let's say it's like your car fucking up. That actually funny enough did happen to my partner. The his spark plug blew up, which is like literally not even a fucking thing, but that's eclipse for you. And I like instead of being like, oh, I'm dumb or I didn't do this, or like I feel like it's easy to blame ourselves, but like if we look at kind of like nature and the cycles, we can just blame shit at the moon and then we can also <laughs> blame this- Mama Moon. Yeah. <laughs> blame the moon. Um, but yeah. you can also simultaneously kind of be like, you know not like leaning into it being like my whole life sucks it's all chaotic because it's the eclipse but more so being like how do I work with this if I know shit's gonna hit the fan or like or weird shit's gonna happen out of the blue like kind of coming up with like you know 
what does that be like journal prompts of like, how do I stay grounded during unexpected times or something like that? Like mm-hmm. using it as a reflection tool, um, not so much being like fucking hyper aware all the time being like, when's something going to go wrong? But being like, just like you said, being mindful of it, just being like, oh, this popped up, this fucking sucks, or this is we- weird and random as shit. And then just literally Ross Geller pivot. Just like every time something shit happens, like picture Ross Geller in your mind screaming pivot at you. <laughs> That's a meme, meme alert, man. Meme, meme alert. Yeah. Um, yeah. We do need the soundboard. We could be like meme alert. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> or like a, like a train, like a toot toot. Um, yeah. But yeah, so a big lesson and like medicine of eclipses is like is actually like the more you can flow and let go and release and surrender the easier it'll be like it's kind of like moving through eclipses with your like feet like dug into the earth and you're being dragged along rather than Mm -hmm. just kind of going with it and I think that when things are changing or when you're releasing things or things are breaking it's literally with the purpose of like happening or either things that have been stagnant for a while in your life that aren't serving you or there are things that need to go to make space for new and it's like in eclipse season you can't really see exactly what's happening like you can't really see what the future is going to bring or you can't like paint the full picture it's like there's a lot of things that haven't like shifted yet that are also going to like bring you where you need to go so it's like it's really confusing but I think like when you talk about like grounding into the unexpected or grounding into like sudden changes it's like coming back to the medicine that it's like bringing in things that you don't know yet like it's sort of like trust and faith in the unknown and that's like a deep lesson it's hard to do that but the more you learn to do that in eclipse season the easier it's gonna be like when my car broke I'm spiraling I'm like oh my god is this a write-off like do I have to fucking buy a car now like is it something rattling around in my trunk like Mm -hmm. is it gonna be fixable like it's just like this like loop right and Mm -hmm. I just had to be like, okay, like it happened. It is what it is. It's going to get fixed or it's not like I have no control. It's broken. Mm-hmm. Like it's broken, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So it's like, yes, yeah, so- eclipse medicine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. I definitely feel you literally. Like I said, my partner had the car thing. My dog was freaking out the other day. Just like yeah. weird random shit where you're like, oh, this was out of fucking nowhere. And that's very yeah. fair. And, um, yeah, with that in mind, I guess. So when does this eclipse end? You said there's another one the 16th. So when does May 16th? Yeah. So we went into the kind of window of eclipse season for now, April mm-hmm. 30th to May 16th. And oh, we're on the Taurus and Scorpio axis. So the first eclipse was in Taurus and the second one is going to be in Scorpio. So in terms of like tarot energy, we're working with like the Hierophant and then death on the other end. Mm -hmm. So it's like very much working in and around Hierophant, which if you remember, like I think we talked about it, was it? Yeah, 2021, we talked about, about like the Hierophant year, I think, on here. And I have talked about mm-hmm. it on the space, like, a lot. But 2021 really brought up a lot of, like, Hierophant themes in our personal lives. And it's kind mm-hmm. of, like, a revision of, like, where we were at in 2021 now. Like, Interesting. Yeah. 
No, that makes but sense. With the solar or with the lunar eclipse happening on May 16th in Scorpio, like we think death card, right? We think like transmutation, transformation, like upheaval, fertilization, like rot, like decay, right? Mm-hmm. So it's things that are changing form to like create the new, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think that many of us have thought that like the Taurus eclipse was like intense and heavy, but I think that really we need to prepare for like the, the Scorpio eclipse. Like, I think that's going to be the, the whomper. Taurus eclipse would probably just be like, kind of like, you know, here and there, like fucking you sideways. And then I feel like Scorpio (laughs) would literally give you a bitch slap across the face and be like, literally just like no shame about it. Just like, yeah. I just picture the Scorpio eclipse like literally like picking you up and just like throwing you into the Wait. void. <laughs> just fun. like bye, yeah, like bye. literally. But I'm That's not. So I don't want to. I every time I talk about the eclipse, I feel like there's like it could be taken as like being afraid and like mm-hmm. you know like a fearful kind of like anxious energy around it. But I mean, it is going to be intense. I'm not lying, but like mm-hmm. it's it's it like what a- it is, right? Like. Mm-hmm. It could be like an acid or like mushroom trip where it's like sometimes it's like dark and spooky and then you come out of it and you're like, well, there's something to take away from this, even if exactly. I don't fucking know it yet. <laughs> um, I was going to ask. Um, yeah. So could you tell us a little bit about the cards and like how that works in relation to where we are with this season? And yeah. Yeah. So Taurus is ruled by by the Hierophant, or the Hierophant is ruled by Taurus in the tarot. And the Hierophant is your card, actually, being a Taurus baby. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. It has, Yeah, it has a lot to do with, like, grounding into your own truth and releasing kind of what you've been told your whole life and, like, making your own truth. Mm-hmm. And I think it's, like, a definitely, like, a soul lesson for Taurus is not to, like, just kind of do what they're told and like to settle for things I think Mm -hmm. it's like this energy of actually questioning like what you want so and what you believe especially so within like Taurus season it's really great to like ground into those questions with in yourself like what am I doing like what am I sharing like does it actually align with who I am like am I being authentic to my beliefs like or am I like regurgitating shit, you know? Like sometimes mm-hmm. I I don't know. Like I think about that. It's like I want to I want to like share things that really truly resonate with me and like if I'm sharing like insights or whatever, it's usually from my pages, like from my journaling. So it like it comes from that like that like unique place of myself, not like mm-hmm. regurgitated from an astrologer that posted on Instagram or whatever, you know what I mean? Yes. That's very like Taurus energy. Um, And it's not easy to like discern what is real to you and what isn't. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like it takes a lot of like dissecting and like peeling back the layers and looking, Mm -hmm. you know, being like, yeah, Yeah. it definitely a hundred percent. Like everything you're saying, like, well, this feels like a reading. I was also just thinking about sharing one of the, uh, I don't know if I'm close enough to my microphone. I'm going to get closer, but, um, 
I was thinking about sharing one of the ways that I personally dissect that as a Taurus. And love that. I feel like <laughs> I feel like personally a lot of my self-discovery came after I moved out of my family home. So my first year of university. So when I came out as queer, I started really figuring out my sexuality, started figuring out my beliefs outside of my parents, started deconstructing a lot of that. And yeah. not to say like all my parents' beliefs are like bad it's literally that like what am I taking from other people versus like what I believe in and the way I peeled back the layers it not it kind of started coming through was like well one I think when you're alone or living on your own outside of your family structure that you grow up with at least you are able to start noticing things a lot more Mm -hmm. like you don't have someone literally physically in your ear being like do this or whatever or like questioning it you start being like huh there's no one there to tell me this you know what I mean Mm -hmm. but the other big thing for me was like as I start questioning things I would be like where does this come from and I would pull back that layer and be like for example it's like this is what my mom told me or this is what my dad showed me or whatever and I'd be like okay well how does that feel to me knowing kind of like my you know what I mean? Like, I would kind of get back to the origins. I'd be like, so for example, if my belief is like, you know, equal rights for gay people, like one of the easy ones, if that's like my belief, how I found that I connected to that, I would peel back the layers and be like, where does that come from? I'd be like, oh, well, just because I, on a personal level, love all people and I believe they should be treated equally no matter what. And that's yeah. how I was like, this stems from me, you know? And not to say, like, my parents believe in that, too, but that's, like, an example versus, like, I don't know, um, let's say, like, my parents vote for a specific party and I would, like, kind of peel back the layers and be like, well, they just told me to. And then I'd start investigating further and, like, looking up those political parties and what I stand for. Yeah. Like, oh, well, actually, I lean a bit more on this way. You know what I mean? So it, yeah. not to say it's always that, like, standard kind of shit, but it's, well, like – we have so many beliefs like we have so many Mm -hmm. beliefs as humans like we're never done discerning it's more like Mm -hmm. we're discerning like in the moment right and i think of like taurus as this really like slow sensual kind of grounded energy and it's not Mm -hmm. something that's fast right it's not Mm -hmm. like we're not talking about this like quick moving Mm -hmm lessons like it's a slow lifelong kind of thing with like you know what I mean it's, it's like cool you're done yeah. yeah it's cool you said slow because like before you even said that I was picturing <laughs> Casey Musgraves song slow burn and like oh yeah. I feel like it's just kind of that like yeah. slow but steady I don't know it's just very it's a it's a sexy kind of like literally like yeah. the the lusty side of Taurus like it's just kind of like it wants to preserve it and really feel that yeah I don't know like that's another thing too we can get into that like Taurus we can talk about like Taurus like connecting to Taurus energy and Taurus Mm -hmm. I guess like people that have like it in in their big three or like in big places in their charts or whatever but they love like the senses like Mm -hmm. if you want to tap into Taurus energy like eat like a delicious cake or something (laughs) you know or like have like a nice sparkling glass of wine or something like that like yeah yeah I was going to say actually that reminds me what you saying that I'm like that reminds me of like something to tap into that would be like my partner showing me a uh, craft beer because it'd be like he'd be like yeah. you get these notes and these notes and I'd be like before it was just beer but now it's like you're picking up all these yes. little things so it's things that are there but you're literally just like so not 
focusing on the senses that you can kind of just be like it's just watery beer and then versus being like okay what is what am i yeah. getting from this palette it's kind of like that but immersing on, like, yourself all the senses. yeah you're mm-hmm. like immersing yourself in like a sensual experience and not like in an erotic sensual experience but literally mm-hmm. in like five sense reality like tauruses mm-hmm. are really good at like tapping into like the way something looks like I know your house is like fucking balled out like it's like a sanctuary right because like yeah. you find pleasure in like looking like mm-hmm. being like reflected like a beautiful thing mm-hmm. and that's yeah. like big Taurus energy right so it's yeah. like like wearing <laughs> the like silk shirt or like you know, doing the extra skincare routine. It's like tapping into those like really juicy, simple pleasures. Mm-hmm. It's like Taurus. Like yeah, we like want to be napping. Like yeah, I. It's interesting, and I think that's where like um sometimes astrology seems so basic to some people because they'll hear like for example Taurus likes things and that's kind of what I used to think and I was like no I don't buy a lot of shit or whatever but then my like our friend and the person we had on the podcast before Kendall really explained it to me it's like it's so much more in depth than that so for example like all my stuff in my house the things I do have even though it's surfed even though I don't buy a ton of things it's all a reflection of me everything I relate to I see around me I connect to like it's it's very intentional. I'm like, this is, I got this because of this. And like everything, yeah. everything in my house has a story in that sense. And same thing with my tattoos, like every single one I have, like some sort of story behind it. And that's where like, it kind of does feel like a personal extension of myself where like mm-hmm. in a sad way, like if I lost like, or like something happened to one of these items, I'd be like, literally be like, oh, a piece of myself has burned in flames. Like, you know what I mean? So and then other people true. just collect junk, right? Yeah. Other yeah. people just collect just <laughs> meaningless trinkets mm-hmm. or whatever. And a Taurus yeah. is like literally curating their beautiful collection of like amazing <laughs> things that bring them joy. Like yeah, 100%. Ross is the same way. Like he's a Taurus son too. And like, he literally has like these sentimental things from when he was a kid. Like mm-hmm. he has like his like little teddy bear thing. It's creepy as fuck. It's like a little clown and its head no. like bobbles on a no. fucking literally. No. And then you, it can, no. you wind it and it's like, no, 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 no. Yeah. Like it's, <laughs> And he like loves it, right? It's like right in his office. I'm like, Ugh, like, <laughs> no, yeah, creepy. But also, no. like, if he eats like a a good meal, like if he's eating something that he really is truly enjoying, like with his mouth, he will literally like <laughs> grunt from his soul. Like he's like, oh, so so good. Like literally, <laughs> so I can sexual. like, <laughs> yeah. But I can like feel the like pleasure, and that's like that's another fair. thing. Taurus is uh, ruled by Venus and Venus Mm -hmm. is all about that like sensual pleasure like we're talking about like Aphrodite and like you know the Empress right so Mm -hmm. this is all about like moving into that like receiving and I think when you're eating a good meal or like enjoying your surroundings like you have to be open enough to receive the environment Mm -hmm. and receive your, your stimulation or like your senses like if you're closed off and you're not really present like you're not really gonna enjoy it or feel it right so mm. it's like between the two like Taurus energy is like with the Hierophant being like kind of like stable hard and fast or not fast but like hard and like sturdy and like durable kind of lesson that like is slow moving like Taurus and then you have the Empress that's more like like sensual and like gentle and more like in a feminine kind of like receiving yin energy not feminine gender but feminine energy it's like 
there's this like a beautiful balance of like the two i don't know and only Mm -hmm. taurus can like tap into that like it's so (laughs) so good that is so cool um yeah am i i i won't go into it in a lot of depth but am i okay to share a little bit about this lunar cycle yeah cool yeah um yeah i won't go into too much because it really is like a lot to dive into um if for people who are interested in like literally shameless plug but if people are actually genuinely interested in like learning about lunar cycles especially from like a nature-based perspective um because i'm into celtic astrology i'm celtic that's my line of study so very very brief jot note form of this is what i'm going to do now but if you ever want to learn about the lunar cycles in regards to Celtic astrology and trees and stuff like that, uh, definitely feel free to message me or yeah, I guess message me through Instagram or something like that. I also have a website for those not on the Instagram. So sustainablepassion.info, not.com.info because your girl, I don't know why I picked info, but um, yeah. So, and that's where I kind of dive. I have like a course in there where it dives into this stuff in way more depth, but for the sake of like preserving the length of this episode, maybe I'll do a bigger one at some point, um, especially for the Hawthorne cycle, which is what comes after this lunar cycle. But um, yeah. So to go into the spark notes version of this right now, we're in the willow cycle. And basically for people like, what the fuck does that mean? Basically there's, 13 different lunar cycles in a year and each one is associated with a tree in regards to Celtic astrology. So just like we were talking about Taurus and Scorpio and those all line up under certain dates. So does the Celtic astrology, but the dates are a bit different. So like, for example, um, I'm a Taurus and I'm born May 17th and I'm also a Hawthorne, but um, you know, the willow cycle is what's we're in right now so you know what i mean it's like not all tauruses are hawthorns or not all tauruses are willows like there's different dates if that makes sense so yeah right now we're in the willow cycle the willow tree has a lot to do with like water element a lot to do with fertility intuition the moon cycles emotion creativity and actually ironically community which um you know looking at my notes right now i'm just like that makes sense. That checks out of like this like community thought. Um, and the reason why Celtic people also, a little fun fact, named each lunar cycle after a tree was because they basically wanted to name all the lunar cycles and they were working like back in the day, like a lot with the nature's medicine around them. And a lot happened to be like trees and plants and bushes and things. So for example, willow tree is actually where we get a lot of medicine for healing like headaches and stuff like that. That's where salicin, which is what's in like aspirin comes from. So for like willow was a very sacred plant to them and the way they dictated which lunar cycle they would name after which tree, like which sacred tree was depending on when they were blooming. So the this cycle began, I'm always forgetting the date, it's April 15th to May 12th. And so April 15th is when like you are, if you're in this kind of climate, so I'm in Canada, so I kind of have a similar climate to Celtic people. Like this is when the trees like started growing and soon around May 13th is when we're going to notice the Hawthorne trees start to bloom. And that's how we can tell that that Hawthorne cycle is about to begin. It's really cool. It's not always like a strict date. It's more about like when those trees are blooming and Yeah. So basically this is like a time where you're very much like working with the water, like as a overall energy. And I picture this as like, there's the water and that kind of 
sprouts down into like you know those like venn diagrams you know it like keeps breaking (laughs) down more and more so yeah because willow always grows near like a body of water so like um a marsh or a just like little wetland area it is very associated with water and from that comes like the keyword of like for example the moon and cycles and stuff like that because it's all tied to like the waters the tides the water all these element. Things are kind of, yeah exactly and in that space there also is that element of creativity and community so it's a lot about like how you can like lean on community or create community whether that's through like your spiritual side or your creative side like finding an art community whatever it is and also having community to lean on during emotional times is like a huge thing with this. And yeah, I kind of gave the keywords. There's definitely a lot to this. There's like this, the willow tree has a lot to do with dream work. You guys know I'm obsessed with dreams and, and like dream journaling and stuff like that. So I actually keep some follow, fallen willow branches near my bed every single night to help with dreaming. So that's my little hot tip for that too. So there's just so much to do with Willow. If you're interested in learning more, like I said, shameless plug, you can head to my website or you can send me a message on Instagram. Most of my stuff's like by donation. It's usually sliding scale, but I never turn people away on their based on their financials. So definitely feel free to message me. But yeah, that's a little bit about that. I think that's so cool. It's like, it's interesting that it's like, I guess sometimes when I learn about the lunar cycle, it's, like, very aligned with, like, the astrology, you know, like, Mm -hmm. the celestial astrology, but this doesn't seem, it doesn't feel like it really, like, I guess maybe Hawthorne is more Taurus. Yeah, to me it is because I'm a Hawthorne, but. Yeah, like, it doesn't even feel, because Aries was before Taurus season, and that, Mm -hmm. like, the water element, like, the moon and cycles also doesn't really seem mm-hmm. like it aligns with like Aries like that fire mm-hmm. so this is interesting mm-hmm. it's kind of like its own thing and I love that you can still tap into like all of it and mm-hmm. if you understand like the water element and how water moves in nature and you learn about the moon you can relate a lot of that like the emotional intelligence like the creative energy that like deep yin energy like divine like you know mother earth kind of energy it's like it's all very relative to water yeah and that's actually so funny because the card we pulled for our bonus episode recently was uh the king of cups Cups. correct yeah yeah and we talked all about like water energy it was a very cool episode so i keep plugging (laughs) genuinely guys we have a patreon at patreon.com slash unboxing tarot and uh, that episode, I always say this, this is one of my favorites, but it was really cool to like really think about the water yeah. as like, su- oh my god, it was just such a cool episode. Like we talked about a lot about the chaos of water, but how it just makes sense. Like it's just very, very interesting. And yeah, like, I just think that it's no coincidence that that came up in the willow cycle. Mm-hmm. And we're talking about this. I also know you were pointing out like, how, you know, Taurus doesn't feel like quite aligned with the willow because i think the the dates are very different for one and two astrology looks at things like cosmically like a bit more like um kind of out of this world stars based whereas the lunar cycles is like based on more like it it's more like microscope versus macroscope like i feel like macroscope is astrology and microscope is um celtic astrology because it's very like what is happening in the seasons around me? What's happening in nature? How do I d- draw inspiration from 
the things that are growing around me and it's based on lunar cycles which is very different it's based on like just the moon alone so it's it kind of feels like everything you could work with both typical astrology and celtic astrology and basically it's like the difference of doing like a one card pull reading versus two card pull both things like work together and you'll begin to notice how things kind of like click together yeah within these cycles because astrology is also like i think nature-based as well like there's it's no coincidence that like taurus season is like during beltane or like Mm -hmm. you know may 1st we're moving into spring things are budding to life it's very like fertile it's very like empress Mm -hmm. kind of energy and yeah there's a lot of like similarities and differences and i think it's cool to like just like learn about the similarities and differences and just like it's like very Taurus energy like discerning what your truth is and what you Mm -hmm. resonate with and yeah it's cool I like working with both of them me too I I definitely as I've gotten more into um I what I call typical astrology so not Celtic astrology Mm -hmm. it's actually I feel like I have more of a rounded view of like myself and I work alongside that and I it like like I said it's like the difference between doing a one card pull reading and two card pull reading you get more information and yeah. it just it's like another layer it's really cool. yeah, yeah it literally like is like an layer. onion you're just peeling it's, back the layers like Shrek. i think it's like a quantum field i think it's what it's yeah. called the quantum portal of enlightenment into yeah. the 12d yeah <laughs> a starseed child uh Star-seed. your twin flame um yeah. very interesting um no, it is so- cool to like have like to to be aware of the lunar cycles at least even if you like have mm-hmm. no knowledge about it. Like just if you're curious, yeah. like it's so cool. There's so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You did the tree course with yeah. me last year and it was really amazing to see how much you can, and a bunch of people, other people did, but because I'm talking, we talk about you, but like, it was so cool to see how much you connected with it and how there was certain months that even you weren't necessarily like born in, but you connected to like certain trees more mm-hmm. and then thus more cycles. And um, yeah. from what you told me, like, which I thought was the highest compliment was like, it helped you connect to like the nature around you more, like notice a tr- certain tree more is very interesting. Yeah. yeah. Like when Calgary has like these like tree maps where you can like search out like trees that are in your neighborhood and stuff. I'm like, mm-hmm. Oh my God, there's like an oak around the corner. Like that's so cool. Like where I'd never <laughs> like would ever look up a tree like that before. Yeah. <laughs> it was just so cool. Anyway, that's cool. Yeah, take the course. It's really cool. I learned a lot. Thanks. Yeah. Appreciate your support. <laughs> so did you want to pull a card quickly? I know we're kind of approaching the end, but we can close off the episode that way. Sure. Or we can, yeah. All right. So we got a repeat. We got the two of pentacles. Oh, beyond the binary yeah. card. Beyond the binary card. And it's funny you picked that too, because we you, mm-hmm. you keep mentioning like a ship or like rocky waters, like this and the bonus episode, I swear. And I was picturing yeah. this card. So it's very mm-hmm. interesting we pulled that. I think it can relate to a lot of things we talked about today, like in terms of like lunar cycles and, like, you know, the basic, basic bitch astrology, where it's like <laughs> you kind of have that, like, that the illusion of the binary of like either or, but really Mm -hmm. it's all kind of melting together in this like infinite loop of like the universal experience, you know, and um, vibes. (laughs) vibes. And then also when we talked about it in the first episode about like kind of 
um, the rocky waters and like you're kind of off kilter within a decision. Like I think that mm-hmm. really resonated with me then. And now it feels like you mentioned like eclipse season where it's like the more that you kind of like release and let go, the easier like it, like navigating is going to be, you know, like the mm-hmm. more you like move with the waves and, and the like ocean tides and mm-hmm. stuff like that was very East Coast, the ocean tides, <laughs> um, the easier, like, your boat ride's going to be. <laughs> Sorry, I'm laughing at that accent. That was great. Um, yeah, you know what's very weird? I don't even know if this makes sense, but intuitively it's what I got this time with pulling the card, which I think is interesting because yeah. I've never gotten that before. But I was just thinking about how, like, as we live in a society, like, especially with, like, um, a capitalist kind of society, it's very, like, you always have to be productive at everything at once, whether that's, like, taking care of your home, taking care of yourself, your relationship, your job, and it's, like, you always have to be doing everything everywhere all at once. I know that's a title of a movie right now, but, like, literally, it's, like, you are expected to show up fully to absolutely everything and this card kind of, like, that small wave and that big wave at the big boat, small boat kind of vibe kind of reminds me of almost, like, you can never be everywhere all at once, all in 100%, absolutely everywhere. You will burn out and you'll spread yourself too thin. And in a sense, my therapist said this to me years ago when I had too many friends. She was like, you come off flaky because you're committing as if she's like, you need, I'm going to put this in my therapist terms, which is basically like picture like three little circles, like one getting bigger each time. But then your smallest circle, it's like you have one to two close friends. Your next circle is like three to five. And then your next circle is like five to 10. And she's basically like the first circles, your best friends. It's like who you give all those time to. If you put any more people in there, you come across as flaky because you need to give that same energy. Yeah, exactly. And same as you go out, it's like you have your casual friends you see here and there, you have like your close friends and then you have your two friends. You're like, that's your make or break kind of like you're giving equal energy to each other. And in a sense, Mm -hmm. that's the same as like, not just friendships or relationships, but just life where I think like, you know, if for example, you want to volunteer. I feel like a lot of people will be like, I can't afford another 100% thing. It's like, no, like you're not meant to be 100% everywhere. It's like you can give a piece of yourself to this. You can give your piece of yourself to that. Sometimes you go through phases where you're 100% invested in work or 100% invested in a relationship and it's okay. Like feel out what feels good to you, but don't like live with this like mindset of the capitalist society of like mm. you got to be 100% into everything everywhere at once because yeah, that's just not sustainable that's what like fucking the economy wants you to think, but it's just, it's not, it's not, it's not a thing. And it's okay to be half in something, you know what I mean? Like have those casual friends, have those casual things, you know? Yeah. I can see where you're getting, like what you're getting at with the imagery. Like it it does kind of feel like this figure is like torn between like energy, energy, like his own energetics, maybe Mm -hmm. like, it's kind of like, oh, what do I do? I don't know what to do. And I like what you said about just like, you can be like, when you said like being flaky, it's like, yeah, like you can't commit 100% of who you are and like your friendship and your energy to like more than you actually can, Mm -hmm. you know? Like, Yeah. yeah. And what's really standing out to me with the card is like the illusion of the choice and like the illusion of the like binary. And I know, like, Mm -hmm. I feel like the beyond the binary definition is like forever like imprinted in this card for me, but mm-hmm. it's kind of like you think it's either one or one or the other and you're like mm-hmm. right or wrong or whatever, but it's like 
it's all a part of this beautiful mix and it's kind of mm-hmm. like exactly what I said about like the lunar cycle and astrology it's like you think it's like one or the other like mm-hmm. leaning towards one is like right or like whatever but it's not it's all a part of like one beautiful mess mm-hmm. <laughs> which, which is like to the, me, the infinity sign right like 100 percent, right yeah when, when you're saying all this, and then there's the water in the background, so this affirms this, this rounds out to our whole conversation. This, to me, yeah. is, like, also a very, like, water, ocean, energy card. Where we, mm-hmm. I know we talked about that a lot in the bonus episode, but that's kind of the epitome of this. It's, like, that chaos. Yeah. It all kind of works together in a weird way, twisted way. You don't know how to explain it. And oh, my God. Thing, also- <laughs> Sorry, but, like, pentacles are Earth. Yeah. Pentacles are Earth, and Taurus is Earth. And then yeah. we have like the water in the background, which is like the willow. And then mm-hmm. the, the, it's the two of pentacles. So it's like that, yeah. like the comparison yeah. or spectrum of both of those things. And then the infinite infinity sign, like in between it is just like, it's all just like one, like this episode is just like one beautiful mess of like, yeah, chaos. Like <laughs> random shit. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and it all flows in a very weird way. I was also going to say that too. Um, I forgot what it was, but there was something else that we talked about in the beginning of the episode where I was like, oh, that relates to this. I think we are – oh, it's because I think I was talking about like um, maybe it was something to do with like communities or like thinking you have to give like – I forget. It's fine. (laughs) But like it was just basically like talking about that kind of like that beyond the binary like, you know – all that stuff. So I think that that's really cool. And I think that this card came up now for a reason. If you guys want to hear more about this card, definitely check out our episode. Um, it's literally, I think, called Beyond the Binary. It's the two pentacles. Like, yeah, like our second or third or fourth episode. Like it was mm-hmm. very... I love that. And, and that was one of those moments where we were also like, holy shit, we start piecing things together. And it was very, it was very cool. Yeah, I remember being like, I've never noticed that he's on like one <laughs> foot. Or like, I never mm-hmm. noticed his hat looks like a penis or whatever like. oh yeah that was it very phallic that's so funny i forgot about that mal's <laughs> penis jokes and mal always sees penises everywhere i love the shit posting tarot group where they just just point out penises in every single tarot card it's the best and i'm like that's oh funny. yeah when i posted um, our meme on the shit posting group like yeah. it blew up mm-hmm. like the thoth meme how do you Thoth. even pronounce that <laughs> who knows Toth. Oh my god, I love that. And so it's supposed to be like Mike Tyson gifts. It's like, or like the dog that was like barfing. It was like, like barfing. Oh god, it was so funny. Yeah, I love that. If you guys don't, it's not our group, but we're in it. It's called a tarot shit posting. It's fucking funny. If you like this podcast, you'll probably like it. It's very humor, but like still like spiritual and just very funny. Um, I know I should have said this at the beginning of the episode, so hopefully you guys stuck with us the whole way through. But we are switching gears a little bit for this season we are giving two back-to-back episodes this week because we forgot to tell you last week but basically um in a month we're gonna be releasing an episode every week however only half of those episodes will be public the other half is gonna be patreon based and our patreon's definitely the space to really like basically get double the amount uh that you're getting in this public episodes and you're also gonna get different tiers so whatever's accessible to you we talk a little bit about some astrology stuff in there. We have like a creative space where we share different tarot spreads each month or playlists, all these different really cool things. So depending on what's accessible to you or what you guys are looking for, you can check out our Patreons, patreon.com slash unboxing tarot. So you are going to hear from us this week. And this is our episode for this week. If you're in our Patreon, you will get an episode next week. But if you're not, it will be in two weeks. So 
yeah, hope that makes yeah. sense. Uh, we we also would love to get any mailbox moments for you guys. If you have any suggestions or comments or want to hear our take on something, episode ideas, you fucking name it, you can email us at unboxingthetarot at gmail.com. You said it perfectly. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. That was Mel's <laughs> announcer moments. I was like, don't fuck this up. You should go to radio broadcasting. <laughs> I would swear too much and I would also yeah. just make very jokes i would get fired in two seconds but that's why i have a podcast we have a podcast oh. freedom of speech yeah thank you guys for coming Thanks uh for out as always we'll see you next week if you're a patreon we'll see you in two weeks if you're here to hang bye bye